beautiful? Welcome to the Rejoicing in Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Vossler, and I'm thrilled to spend some time chatting with you and bring an inspiration, encouragement, and joy to your day. I'm a mom of eight kids, and I believe that motherhood is the greatest calling in the world. It is holy kingdom work, and God has not only called us, but also equipped us for this valiant mission raising and training the next generation of mighty men and women of God. Every week, I will encourage, inspire, and equip you to really rejoice in the glorious God-given calling of motherhood. At the end of each episode, I'll answer your questions and share tips and lifesavers that I've learned and keep learning as I raise my tribe. So come on, let's get started. Hello, my friend, and welcome back. I am so glad you're here. I'm super excited about this topic today, and I want to jump right in. But before I do, would you do me a favor? I'm sure you have another mom friend that you think would like this podcast. So right now, while you're listening, would you just take a screenshot of your phone and send it to her, either text her or post it on your social media, or something, and just let your friends know, hey, here's a show that you might enjoy. Maybe you'll be encouraged. Maybe you'll be entertained. Maybe you'll learn something. Just let them know that this is available. Thank you so much. And now on to our topic for the day, seven ways to encourage your kids. Ah, I'm thrilled to talk about this. So in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, in the New Living Translation, it says, So encourage each other and build each other up. To build each other up, to encourage one another, means to be in courage. Build courage in other people. We need courage to live. We need courage to be able to do what we're supposed to do in our lives. And when we encourage others, that builds courage in them. We can do that with our children. We can build courage in our children so that they can live a delighted, fulfilled life. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that awesome? I just love that. In Isaiah 41, 9 and 10, New Living Translation, God says, For I have chosen you and will not throw you away. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Notice how God builds courage in us. He tells us that we are chosen. He removes our fears. He says, don't be afraid. He says, don't be discouraged for I am your God. He gives us the courage to move forward in strength and be victorious through him. Ephesians 4.29 in the New International Version says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. This is one of the very first verses my mom ever had me memorize. And let me tell you, there were so many times in my life, in my upbringing, when something would come out of my mouth that wasn't exactly uplifting to other people. And my mom would just look at me with her beady blue eyes and give me the mom look. And she would say, Ephesians 4, 29. And then I would stand there and say, 
Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Yes, I still tell that to myself to this day. Is what we're saying building others up? Is what we're saying benefiting those who hear us? That's what we're going to talk about today. Proverbs 18.21 in the New International Version says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. What in the world does that mean? Well, to me, my understanding is that when we eat its fruit, it shows us that we can benefit from understanding how to use our tongues rightly. So if we know the tongue has the power of life and death, we can then use that understanding to utilize that power for good. When our kids or when other people are encouraged, they have better emotional capacity to be able to behave kindly or properly in other situations. So it's our job to fill up their emotional tank and build that courage in them. So are you ready for the seven ways? Here we go. Number one, tell them, good job, often, 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 often. (laughs) Look for little things to tell them good job about. If they eat all of their lunch, good job eating your lunch. If they pick, pick up their shoes, good job. If they wipe their nose on a Kleenex instead of on their shirt, Good job. If they brush their teeth, good job. Just good job them all day long. Look for little things. Number two, tell them what God thinks about them. We want to hear God's heart for our children and then repeat it to them often so that they can hear it over and over and over again. We can speak God's words into our children's hearts. This is one of my favorite, favorite things to do is to hear a word from the Lord over someone else. In the New Testament, in 1 Corinthians 14, 3, in the NIV, it says, one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. So when we hear a word from the Lord, and we speak it to others, we are prophesying into their life. And what better way to learn how to do that than in our own families? So what we can do is we can hear God's heart for them and tell it to them. Hey, daughter, God thinks this about you. Hey, son, the Lord told me this. And repeat it to them over and over again so that they get it into their soul. Number three, tell them you're glad they are in your family. Before my sixth child was conceived, I had some real times of asking the Lord for him. And so I often tell him his story. I will tell him when I'm tucking him in at night. I will tell him when we're just together during the day sometimes. He's three years old now. And I will tell him, Levi, do you know what? And he'll say, what? And I say, Levi, I asked God for you. You are an answer to prayer. 
I wanted a baby. And I asked God, God, would you please give me a baby? And God gave me you. And he just gets so excited and his little face just lights up with joy because he knows that he is delighted in. He knows that he is wanted and that we want him and we love having him in our family. One of my other sons, I tell him a story about how when I was pregnant with him, I really wanted a baby boy. And we didn't find out his gender before he was born. And I tell him how I was so excited when he was born that he was a baby boy. Sometimes when our family's sitting around the dinner table or when we're all in the van together, I will tell all my kids all at once, this is so great. Look at this family. I love having you in our family. I love our family. That actually happened just this week. I went out to the van on Sunday and I opened up the door and all of my kids were in the car. My husband was in the, in the van. My husband was in there. Everybody was in there. And I opened up the door and I looked in and I just saw all these happy faces. Actually, they were all just really happy and excited to go to church. And I said, oh, I love our family. Look at this. Look around everybody. And I love being excited about them. This is part of a way we can rejoice in our motherhood. We can notice the blessing that your family is and encourage them by telling them. And you know, it even encourages me when I say, I am so glad you're in my family. It makes it really true in me as well. Number four, tell them you like them at random times. One of my daughters and I have this kind of, kind of a running joke now where I will often go to her and I will say, did I ever tell you that you are one of my favorite people in the world? And she now is to the point where she looks at me and she says, mom, you need to think of something else to say (laughs) because I've told it to her so many times and I always just smile at her and I say, well, you are, it's true. And you can bet that I'm never going to change the way I say that because I love getting a reaction out of her, but you can just go and tell your children at random times, Hey, I like you. Imagine if somebody said that to you. Have you ever had somebody just randomly tell you that you like that they like you? It's so delightful. It is so encouraging. Number five, tell them they are beautiful or handsome. Now, there are some people that would say, "Ah, you shouldn't really focus on the on the outward appearance. We should just focus on the heart. We should focus on the in inside. We should focus on their character." We should focus on their intellect. We should tell them how smart they are, but don't really tell them. uh, Don't talk about the outward appearance. Don't talk about being beautiful or handsome. But you know what? If we don't, someone else will. And we all want to know that we're accepted physically. The body is a third of our being. We are spirit, we are soul, and we are body. So our body is a third of our being. And if we only praise spiritual things, which is character, and soul things, which is that behavior and intellect, then we miss out on the opportunity to show value to their whole person, which includes the physical body. So don't be afraid to tell your children and notice when they look beautiful or act beautifully. It's 
absolutely wonderful to encourage them in that way as well. So tell them they're beautiful and handsome. I admire my kids all the time. I will tell them, oh, your hair is so soft and shiny. I just love that. I will tell them, you look so pretty when you smile like that. I want to encourage their physical bodies, their physical appearance, as well as their character, as well as the spiritual things that I admire about them and that they're doing, and as well as their intellect and how smart they are and how wonderful they are in that way. I want to show value to their whole person. Number six, reward them when they do well. I actually asked my kids, hey kids, how do I show you encouragement? And they told me, well, I feel encouraged when you pay me. And I said, oh, okay. We pay our kids for chores. This is a recent thing for us, and I want to talk more about this. I'll do an episode on this at some point in the future. We recently started paying our kids for the chores that they do around the house. Now, if that's not what your family wants to do, that's fine. But it has been really good for us. It has really helped us to be able to encourage our kids in learning how to be responsible and in rewarding them for the good things that they do, because good work gets a good reward. Another way you can reward them when they do well is do something just a little out of the ordinary. Take them out for ice cream or buy ice cream and bring it home and put it in a cone. Make s'mores on the back patio. Do something a little bit out of the ordinary. Go have a picnic lunch at the park for fun one day because, they're, because they've been doing a good job with their schoolwork or because they've been um, kind to one another. Just give them something that's just a little out of the ordinary. Reward them when they do well. And finally, number seven, praise them in front of others. As encouragement goes, this will give you a huge, huge return on investment. Because when you praise your kids, or anybody actually, in front of other people, you multiply your praise times the number of people who hear it. Plus, you get extra value if it's someone your child really looks up to. A few weeks ago, my 11-year-old was cleaning the kitchen, and my husband and I were just sitting there talking at the kitchen table about something else, and I looked over at my daughter, and I just started talking to her dad, my husband, about her. And I said, you know, she had such a good day today. She got all of her schoolwork done, and she has been so diligent to focus and to do all of her work this week. I'm so proud of her. And I didn't even say it directly to my daughter. I said it to my husband and she could hear me. And she was sweeping the floor, wiping off the counter or something. And I could just see her change a little bit. I could see her take in those words and she admires and looks up to her daddy. And when I said that to him, I'm so proud of her. She's been doing such a good job this week. That multiplied my praise. It doubled it and maybe tripled it because it was some, because her daddy is somebody she just looks up to so much. And so you can multiply your praise by encouraging your kids in front of other people. Now, some of you might be asking, 
But what if I can't find anything to encourage? These stories are great, but that is not my life. I don't even know. My kids are not kind to each other. They do not clean up after themselves. They do not work very work diligently on their stuff. They this, they that. Here's what I'd say to that. Start small. Work with what you have. Look for tiny things. Make a huge deal over something little once in a while. So if you see anything good, praise it. Make a huge deal out of it. Not in a passive aggressive way, not in an ironic way, but in a genuinely excited way. Just start looking for little things. For example, if your child obeys the first time out of the ordinary, out of the blue, you can just stop everybody and say, hey, everybody, your brother obeyed right away. Let's give him a standing ovation. And everybody claps and cheers for them. And they're probably going to be a little embarrassed and it might feel a little weird, but you'd you'd be kind of amazed at how just even something like that um, can build them up (laughs) and put courage in them to try it again. Another thing you can do is ask your kids what makes them feel encouraged. Every kid is different. You have, you'll probably have some introverts and some extroverts and some different love languages in your family. So ask them, what makes you feel encouraged? And this is what I asked my children. I said, what do I do that makes you feel encouraged? Because you're probably doing some things that you might not even notice you're doing that is encouraging your children. To, so it's good to get their feedback and they can help you figure out how to encourage them. Hey, it's question time. Our question today is from Megan and Megan asks, how do you get your kid to eat their veggies? Wouldn't we all like to know? (laughs) I actually got this question, I think from three or four different people. So clearly we need to talk about this. I have a few ideas and I will tell you my ideas and you can tell me your ideas. If you have some more ideas for this on this topic, send me an email in my contact form on my website, kirstenvossler.com, and you will see a little button at the top that says contact. If you have more ideas on this, let me know. And maybe I'll throw this question out again in a few months and we can add to this list. So here are some of my ideas. Roast them. Roast them. Roasting is like a magical process that can take the lowly vegetable and make it incredible. Here's how you roast them though. You need a hot, hot oven. I learned this a few a couple years ago, probably from the lazy genius And if you don't know who the lazy genius is, you need to go look her up. She is absolutely incredible. She has a fantastic podcast, a great website, and she even has a book. But I learned from her about roasting vegetables the right way. You need your oven at least 450 degrees Fahrenheit or 500. And you can just cut up some veggies, cut them so they're all about the same size, Sprinkle them with olive oil, a little bit of salt and pepper, maybe some garlic, 
and pop those things in the oven for around 30 to 40 minutes and they will be absolutely incredible. I like to roast sweet potatoes. You can roast asparagus. You can roast regular potatoes, chop them up little like um, like little country potatoes. You can cut them long like French fries and roast them like that. They're just delicious. You can roast broccoli. You can roast cabbage chunks. Actually, my kids love them. You can roast um, carrots. You can roast beets. You name it, you can roast it. Brussels sprouts is literally one of my children's favorite foods now because I roast them. And then sometimes we put bacon on them too, which makes everything better, of course. My second tip would be just make them flavorful. Use seasonings. Season your veggies. Don't steam them or boil their life away. You know, there used to be a trend. I feel like I don't, maybe I don't even need to address this because we're probably past this now, but there used to be kind of a trend to just like boil vegetables or just steam them and not put a lot of flavoring on them. And they just were kind of bland and boring and terrible. Let's let that go. (laughs) Make them flavorful. Use good seasonings. Find seasonings that your family likes. I like a garlic and herb seasoning. I like using oregano, like dried oregano and sprinkling that on stuff. Olive oil, salt and pepper, even sometimes like a little splash of vinegar, a little bit of balsamic vinegar or like a balsamic glaze drizzle on there. Yum. How about dipping them? My kids love to dip veggies. I think most kids love to dip veggies. You can dip things in hummus. You can dip things in ranch. You can even dip things in peanut butter, like celery. Celery changes from being like a weird thing to being a delicious snack if you put peanut butter on it. So find find something that you're happy with them dipping it in and just let them dip away. You can also cut them cute or you can call them cute things. So I slice up cucumbers in little circles, just, just cutting the cucumber regular. And I just call it cucumber wheels. Who wants cucumber wheels? And they're like, oh, I like cucumber wheels. Or get little tomatoes and call them tiny baby tomatoes. And they'll eat them because they just think it's so cute that they're tiny baby tomatoes. Little baby carrots. Eat eat these baby carrots. Dip them in hummus. My kids dip their carrots in hummus and then they look at them and the hummus becomes the hair and the carrot becomes the person and they talk about the hairdo that they just put on the person and then they eat them. It's so funny. Um, another thing I would just say is figure out what you want to require of them as far as vegetable eating goes and stick to it matter of factly. What I would say is everybody has to have some salad or take two bites of vegetables and then don't take any more bites. (laughs) Sometimes if you like put a limit on it, they're like, oh, well, I for sure can eat that. But I just say, matter of factly, what my expectation is for the vegetables, and then I ignore them. So I'll just say, you got to have salad. Everybody has to have some salad. And if and some of my children will take a whole plate full of salad, and some of my children will take like one tiny bite of lettuce and two little shreds of carrot on their plate. I'm not going to fight it. That's some salad. That's for this meal. That's what they'll do. Another meal, they'll eat something else. And then I just ignore them. 
And if it comes up, I just say, I would just repeat, everybody has to have some salad. And that usually works in our family. (laughs) Um, But I don't make a big deal about it. And I don't sit there and beg them to eat it. And I don't force it down their throat. I'm just like, here's the, here's the plan. Do it. And then I ignore them. If you kind of do that a while, they'll, they'll realize like, okay, they mean that I can do that. Another thing to do is to have them help prep things. Kids love when they make something, they want to eat it just as the way it goes. Show them, you show them that veggies are yummy. And so like, I loved eat vegetables. I'll sit there and eat vegetables and be like, oh, this is really good. Ooh, I like how this turned out this time. And I've also started to admit to my kids to veggies that I'm not fond of. So I will tell them, yeah, I don't really like that. That's not my favorite thing. And we, I've, I've tried to teach my kids to say, that's not my favorite thing instead of, I don't like that or that is gross. It just kind of helps mentally. <laughs> and sometimes I'll tell them, that's okay. You don't have to like it. Just take one bite so that you can help your taste buds grow up so that when you're older, you will like it. And another thing I would say is don't assume they won't like something. So if you have like a new vegetable or a new recipe, serve it with excitement. Hey, this is a new thing. I've never tried this before. Let's see if, let's see how this tastes. And you can all kind of try it and evaluate it together. Another good trick is to offer their veggies first in the meal. So you can have like a salad course and then a meal or like a veggie course and then a meal. I also find that for my smaller children, giving them the pieces, the components that make up the salad works better than giving them like a pile of salad. So I'll give them like a little pile of carrots and a little pile of tomatoes and a little pile of bell peppers and a little pile of um, greens. And they'll eat around those and kind of do their own little combinations. Um, And sometimes that works better than just giving them like a scoop of salad. I don't know why, but for my little kids, sometimes that that works better. Another tip is to grow some veggies. When my brother was little, he would not touch a store-bought tomato, but he would eat them out of our garden like crazy. Now, a farmer's market or a friend works too, but there is something about getting in the dirt yourself. So if you have a pot, you can grow a tomato, or you can grow a little basil plant, or you can grow, just grow something, something little, and your kids, let your kids be involved in that, and be excited when you see that fruit growing, and you can, and they will probably be more excited to eat it than they would be if it was just coming from the grocery store. So those are some ideas for how to get your kids to eat their veggies. And like I said, if you have some other ideas on this topic, please let me know. We will might do a rerun of this question in a few months. If you have a question you'd like to hear addressed on the podcast, please send it to me in an email. You can find me at kirstenvossler.com slash podcast. I can't wait to hear from you. I'm excited to hear your questions. Hey, if you've enjoyed the show today, would you consider leaving a five-star rating and a review? I love reading your reviews. It's so fun. And it makes a big difference in helping others find this podcast. So thank you for all those of you who have done that already. And I, I am excited to hear some more reviews as well. I am so glad you listened in today. 
Just to recap, here are the seven ways to encourage your kids that we talked about today. Number one, tell them good job often. Number two, tell them what God thinks about them. Number three, tell them you're glad they're in your family. Number four, tell them you like them. They're your favorite person. Number five, tell them they are beautiful or handsome. Number six, reward them for doing well. And number seven, praise them in front of others. As you go about your life this week, may you be encouraged and strengthened in the glorious might and power of the Lord. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of Rejoicing in Motherhood. You will find show notes and more encouragement on this topic at kirstenbossler.com. Have a wonderful week, and remember, everything in this life is holy kingdom work. You are doing it, friend. You make the very heart of God rejoice. Keep going. I love you lots, and I'll talk to you again very soon.